Good morning, River Rock. Well, clearly this pandemic has caused quite a stir and has left many people well, somewhat confused and others even quite afraid. Well, the Elder Board and I want to let you know that we're so grateful for your support and not having church as normal, but being able to do something like this via video with you. And some have even asked this question in the nation, why would you close down church during a pandemic? Well, for one reason, it's because we're being responsible and not fearful. Yet for another reason, the Word of God tells us to submit to our governing authorities. And yet, we're also doing this because we're loving our neighbors by safeguarding them against this critical time with this virus. In preparation, in my prayer time, and putting together this word for you in this video, I was reminded by the Lord about this, well, this story, this event of mine. I was about 20, and a bunch of us guys decided to go backpacking. And so we were a few miles deep into the woods, and there we made camp, and we were far from medical help or even close to where the vehicle would be. Well, the next day we got up and we started exploring, and they put me on the front. I was point, and the trail went from a nice big wide trail to a small trail that landed on a, well, pretty much the side of a cliff. And as we were going, we went around this little corner, and there right in front of me was this huge rattlesnake. Well, if I was to go this way, I would go a few hundred feet to my demise. I couldn't climb up because it was more of a cliff than it was a hill, and I had a human train behind me, so I couldn't back up. And so you're probably wondering what happened did I get bit and die, or what was going to happen next? Well, <laughs> well, here's what happened. I got a second look at the snake. At first, I thought it was sunbathing because it was all stretched out. But the truth of the matter is I looked closer, and my perspective changed, and I noticed that there were bullet marks in the whole snake. It was dead, and I was safe. Had I backed up and tried to get away from this snake, surely a few of my friends and I would have fallen down the cliff and to our own demise. And had I been bit, there would have been no way to get out. You see, that perspective on the second look allowed me to see what God wanted me to see, and that is the snake was dead and I didn't have to hurt anybody or myself trying to back up. I'm reminded about perspective, especially in serious situations, how much it matters. And so I'm reminded of the story of Elisha and his servant in 2 Kings chapter 6. Elisha is this incredible prophet. He comes after a guy named Elijah. And here in 2 Kings chapter 6, starting in verse 8 all the way to verse 23, we find this story where 
King Aram is attacking. He's from the Syrians and the Armenians. They're the same group, just different names, kind of like Americans or the U.S. And here's the situation. He's telling his generals, we're going to go attack over here tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, Israel is nowhere to be found because Elisha is getting messages from God. And in that, he tells them to go the other way. And so they do. Well, the next time, King Aram says, let's go this way. And all of a sudden, Israel gets a word from the prophet Elisha. And of course, there's no ambush. Now, King calls in his generals and he says to them, he says, surely one of you is a dead man because you're a traitor. And one of them says, no, 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 King, you need to understand something. There is a prophet named Elisha in Israel, and he is telling them the secrets that even are whispered in your own bedroom. And he says, find out where he is, and then take a huge army to get one man, a man of God. And so they did. And as they came early in the morning, there comes this army. Well, out comes the little servant of, of Elisha, and as he comes out, probably getting ready to do the chores in the morning, and he looks, and surrounding the city, there is this great army of Syria. Well, he turns around, and in fear, first perspective, he sees the situation, and in fear, he says, what are we going to do? We're surely dead men. And Elisha. He says, no, there are more with us than against us. And then he began to pray that God would allow the servant's eyes to be open and he would be able to see into the spirit realm that which he could not see on his first perspective. And as he did, the servant was able to look all around the mountaintop, all around the other place, and there he saw angels sitting on chariots of fire. Woo! Come on. I'm telling you, it's when we have the divine perspective of a serious situation that we will see the hand of God. But when we see things from the natural, all we see is death with no hope. So now the army comes in and they approach Elisha, and Elisha says this to him. He's, and God had prayed, he had prayed to the Lord that he would blind these men, being able to recognize who he was. And so they come and they said, Hey, we're looking for Elisha. He says, Hey, 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 follow me. I'll take you to where you need to go. And he took them right into the middle of Israel. And the king says, Do we kill him? Do we kill him? He says, No, no, no. Feed all of them. And then send him home. It closes with this reality in verse 23. The Syrians left and never came back to, bo to bother Israel ever again. Sometimes we need a second perspective when it's incredibly serious. To be able to see things from a divine perspective instead of seeing things in the natural, saturated with circumstances instead of being saturated in faith. So, I like this part. I like what Elizabeth Elliot said. 
She says, fear arises when we imagine everything depends on us. And so I have this little video I'd like for you to watch. It's there to remind us of God's great love for us and who he is. Let's watch this together. I want you to remember that God, God's created everything you see. He breathed it into existence. Remember when his people were caught up in slavery? He rescued them. What he did was he parted the sea and he made a way for them and then he delivered their enemies to them and he unlocks wounds and he provides water from a rock and he provides manna from heaven and he brought down the walls of Jericho. He froze the sun allowing victory. He's toppled giants with tiny stones. He's brought fire from heaven. He shut the mouths of lions. He preserved life in the belly of a well. He's fed thousands with a few loaves. He gives the weak strength. He heals the sick. He's made the blind see, the deaf ear, the mute speak, the lame walk, and he's overcome evil, and he's made a way through death for you and me by the death and the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, that we will live with him forever. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. What are we afraid of? His resume is flawless. He controls everything. And he loves you. Well, may we all be reminded of who God is and, and what his love is for you. He loves you. Folks, we're all facing a very serious situation regarding this virus. But may I encourage you to pray and to believe that the Lord will open your eyes into the divine perspective so that you can see, so you can have a second look to see what's really there. And all of a sudden, that rattlesnake is not so big and not so scary. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. And guess what? There are more with us than there are against us. And let me reiterate, Today is a day of national prayer. Our president has said this, and I quote, It is my great honor to declare Sunday, March 15th, as a national day of prayer. We are a country that throughout our history has looked to God for protection and strength in times like these. No matter where you may be, I encourage you to turn towards prayer in an act of faith. Together, we will easily prevail. President Donald Trump. The elders and I encourage you to do that today. That you and your families would gather together and that you would pray for wisdom for our country, our, our president, our leaders, our churches, our local officials, that we would find the mind of Christ as we face the serious time and maybe get a second divine perspective. Well, and before we go, I want to remind you that number one, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. We also want you to know a few other things. That all activities have been canceled for this week. And if you're in need of prayer, please use our website. There's a link there. You can push on that prayer button and let us know. Or call us or text us at our number, 209-389-3200. Also, the impact on future services will be determined on a week-by-week basis regarding this virus. So we want you to continue to be looking at your email, looking at the website or at Facebook to find out any updates that are coming your way. Chris and I want you to know that we love you and are praying with you and for you. May the Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. In his great name, we pray his will, his way. God bless you.